0: You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode 134. Want more from Eric Sue? Watch him on Facebook Live every Friday at 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Interact and ask some questions. Visit facebook.com/slash Eric W. Sue Trainer to be live with Eric. See you there. Are you a first-time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness, advice. No hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outgoing and experienced personal trainer with us today. His name is Travis Cox. We will be talking about getting in shape like an athlete, even if you are not. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Travis. Travis, are you ready to make it happen?
1: Yes, sir. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. Travis graduated from Elmer's College with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. He's coached high school baseball. And he started his own travel baseball team called Sweat Athletics. Now he owns Sweat Fit, a training facility for athletes and general population. Travis, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more and how you got started?
1: Yes, I can. Um, now I got started with uh, lifting weights and getting into fitness is started my freshman year of high school. In my first two years of high school, I played basketball and baseball, and I was looking for a way to improve my performance for the court and also for the diamond. And I was introduced to um, weightlifting by my dad, and once I started lifting weights in my freshman year, I just kind of sort of just a natural thing, just kind of fell in love with it. And even once I got out of high school and played my ball in college and things like that, I wanted to do something in my career that I felt that I could enjoy and still be around athletes, and I felt that going into personal training would be the best option.
0: Very good. Excellent. And um, I was going to say, before we get into all this that you know about athletic training, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself?
1: Uh, one cool and unique fact, with me, um, I don't know how unique it will be, but um, I, I still actually play baseball even though I'm done with college ball, and I uh, also uh, still coach as well. And I was, I've never thought about coaching when I got out of college. I still want to play myself professionally, uh, and then the opportunity kind of fell on my lap to coach, and I found myself you know, being very passionate about it after that.
0: Excellent, cool. Um, Travis and I met uh, a few weeks ago and had a great awesome workout at his facility in Merrill's Park and we'll get into all his contact details later. Uh, I just want to get into this athletic training a little bit more. And, And so Travis, how would you describe it to people and what specifically do you do with your athletes?
1: Well, my athletes, it's on the. Uh, it, it depends on what each athlete may be looking for. Uh, but the ones that I've trained so far, they are all looking to improve their agility and their speed and their quickness. So um, I offer a variety of things. So uh, we do various things with the medicine balls, uh, have like the resistance bands put around mm-hmm. their waist. We may do different variations of sprints. Um, also with the regular exercises that we do, I always try to add some kind of explosive movement to it.
0: And so, when, when you get someone who's uh, looking to improve their, um, their baseball game or their basketball game, uh, do you do an assessment with them? What do you look for and how do you help them?
1: Yeah, so, um, like with the baseball players I have, I will do an assessment first, we will test their power. I'll test their speed, and what I'll do is I may have them do like a rotational, like medicine ball toss, and see how far they can go, Uh, throw it down, uh, you know, down the um, hallway or whatever I'm using to measure it. And then every month or maybe every two months I'll retest that, and I'll go from the left side and the right side. And then as far as their speed, I'll test their um, 60-yard dash time because in most tryouts and showcases that they may go to, that's one of the first things that the scouts are going to um, assess is their speed. They're going to use a 60-yard dash. So I use that to um, assess their speed as well. As far as their strength, I'll do like a you know a max, a three-rep max squat to see how strong they may be with the legs. And then as far as the upper body, I'll do a bench press test to see if they max out that with that.
0: And so when you work with these these clients, um, they're pretty much amateur, if you will, or do they have some experience and you're just tweaking here and little things here and there for them?
1: Right, yeah. Most other guys I have are um high school athletes, so they're just not getting introduced to weightlifting. So I like to try to also make sure I teach them the proper technique when they are working out. And um and introduce them to more of the uh, more explosive things because in high school they're just learning how to just do different exercises instead of learning some of the smaller details. So I try to teach them that.
0: Super. Um, with regards to your functional training style, how would you describe it to people?
1: I would describe it as, um, you know, with everybody, obviously, the core which is like the abdomen and your hips is kind of the core of everybody's movement of everything they do in life. So I try to base a lot of my exercises off of them having to engage their core and their hips to stay stable. And I think from there, once you get that strong, then, you know, you can span out to everything else. Um I mean, everything you're doing is functional, whether it be somebody sitting in the car, walking up the stairs, carrying their groceries, bringing their luggage through the airport. Um, the function, everything we're doing is functional. So you need to build that base in order to build on top of anything else. So that way as people are getting older, you know, they're not having as many aches and having as many pains and pulling muscles and things like that, and they're able to make their everyday activities easier.
0: Right, absolutely, and I'm a true believer in just being active and to be able to move the body so that um, we prevent any injuries down the road and that we can maintain a healthy weight by staying active, obviously. So I I believe in functional movement as well. Now, what kind of...
1: Absolutely, I believe that also um, staying active, even as you're getting older, it keeps your joints from aching and getting tight and things like that. Like a lot of people, as they get older, they kind of lose their flexibility and they just kind of get very inactive as a result of that. But if they keep staying active, then their joints will stay loose and they'll stay lubricated and they'll be able to keep moving around. They'll want to keep moving around because they'll be pain-free.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I, I may have some parents listening to this and maybe even some athletes out there um I'm going to try to pick your brain a little bit here, Travis, and um, share with us a little bit. What would you say to someone who says, well, you know, I just want to be able to be more agile and increase my speed. What would they work on? What would you tell them to work on? Even if you didn't work with them, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: Um, Okay, well, off top, it depends on the kind of conditional shape they may be in. Is this somebody that may be a little... They may not be as lean as your average athlete. I may tell them at first that they may need to um, try to lean out a little more with their body composition to where they're a little more muscular and lean. And off top, just being uh, weighing less, they'll be able to move faster with that. Um, On top of that, I would also ask them what they do for their cardio training, whether it be a treadmill if they run around a track. And I would probably tell them to actually start doing less of the endurance training and add more um, things like sprints and, uh, you know, burpees and things like that. And that's just like the basic stuff for uh, somebody. We're just having a general conversation. I would tell them to incorporate sprints because it's kind of more fast twitch exercises where they'll end up developing quickness from that
0: is there any specific uh distance um sprints that you would suggest
1: um well yeah i would say you know even just 20 or 30 yard sprints um and then maybe uh, i would say for example like I would tell them to probably do They don't have to do sprints for a long time. It doesn't take all like Maybe do 10 or 12 sprints and you'll be fine. So I would tell them maybe to do um, a shorter distance first, so maybe 20, 30 yards. Maybe do two or three sprints at that distance. Then go to 30 or 40 yards and do three or four sprints at that distance. And then no longer than 50 yards, they would we'll do four or five sprints at that um, distance as well. But I would tell them to take proper recovery in between each sprint. So I would t- at least take a minute in between each sprint so that way your body can recover as much as possible so that they can maximize that next sprint so you're not short-cut. So that way they are not short-changing their cell phone, maximizing the um, exercise.
0: What, what uh, real quick here, could people expect from doing um, this Athletic training with you in terms of like uh, a month or so, they would see some type of result or a few weeks. How what, what could they expect? I would
1: say, I would tell them to be patient. I would get them, I would tell them anywhere between four to six weeks they should start seeing a difference and feeling a difference if they stay on the right track. So it's going to take a little effort on their end when they're not with me to stay on the right track. And it's just me, you know, kind of a trusting. Because I can only see what they're doing when they're with me, and I can only tell them what to do when they're away from me. And it's going to be up to them to hold, or, you know, hold accountability on their end to make sure that they do that, so we can get the best results.
0: Very good, and I, I totally agree. You know, we can only do so much uh, with them, and then they, the clients, have a lot that they have to do on their own, and it it really falls on their shoulders a little bit to take what they've learned. And continue it absolutely
1: yeah I believe that to be honest with you that's where the difference is made um, with the client is part and that's on what they do when they're not you know with the trainer when they're away from like what are you doing on your own are you still going to the gym and working out most importantly are you eating the right things because if they still eating bad the only thing they'll do is be able to maintain their weight they won't see any progress They won't gain any weight, but they also won't lose any weight either. So they got to definitely eat the right stuff when they're sitting at the dinner table every night.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I totally agree (laughs) on the nutrition side of things. We may get into that a little bit later. Um, As far as the general population goes, Travis, um, what types of people do you see? And um, how do you help those guys?
1: Uh, Most of my clientele is usually middle-aged women. So I would say thirty five to fifty five so they're usually coming to me after they may have gained some unnecessary weight they want to that they didn't want to gain or they may have a joint ache or you know high blood pressure or something like that that's usually the base of my clientele uh, I don't have a lot of like younger clientele if I do they're usually the athletes
0: and so what what do you go, put them through if they uh, want to do a little uh, weight loss, and they want to get in better shape. What would you put them through?
1: I mean, like a uh, what type of workout? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I would start off probably. Let's say if they want to do kind of whole body, I would probably put them through like a small circuit of like three or four exercises. So uh, I'll incorporate a ab exercise. So. um For example, I might tell them to do 12 um, knee tucks uh, laying on their back, bring the knees to the chest and bring the legs back out. Uh, The next exercise may be kettlebell swings, so something that's getting the whole body moving and kind of getting them, uh, you know, working on controlling their body with their core. Uh, The next exercise may be a lower body exercise. It's a basic exercise like step-ups on a um, bench or on a stepping board. Again, I may include the upper body exercise, uh, for example, maybe bicep curls, or I may have them do, uh, you know, basic back rolls while I'm um, sitting on the bench.
0: And then, when they do this, how often would they be doing this?
1: Depend on which, uh, you know, the shape of the client that I'm in, it would maybe, I may tell them to do each exercise three times, if they advanced and kind of in decent shape already. I may tell them to go around four times. So I tell them, just to kind of keep them moving, I would tell them to do, I would set three or four exercises. I'll tell them to do one set of one exercise. Uh, again, once you're done with that, move right to the next exercise or right to the next one. Once they've done one set of each exercise, I may give them a 45-second or maybe a one-minute break in between and then have them go through each round again. And I feel with that, with setting it up that way, they on top of them, doing uh resistance training. They also getting some type of cardio training in as well.
0: And so um, the cardio would be a little different than what an athlete would be doing or are you treating the general population people as if they are athletes as well? Yes,
1: yeah, so I try to treat them as athletes as well, but I also understand at the same time that they are not athletes. So I will modify the intensity or the number of repetitions that they may do to make sure that I um, accommodate their needs without overworking them to where they can't make it through and this you know, affecting their everyday life. I just want to do. Uh, I, I try to make it to where they can handle it and get through everything complete without having to cut it short.
0: Very good. I um I I experienced your workout like I said earlier. Uh, A few weeks ago and um, everything Travis is saying is absolutely true with regards to uh, keep your body moving that the different workouts or activities in the workout um, the core the strength and the cardio part it was really fun Um, what what would you say to someone who um, you know calls you up Travis and wants to experience um, what you offer what could you tell someone um, when, when they visit? What would they experience?
1: They would experience a different type of workout from what they would experience going to your regular gym uh, where it's just a bunch of machines and weight racks laying around. You just kind of go machine to machine. I would tell them that it's constant activity and it's a different kind of workout that they would get from the gym. And at the same time, it will still be fun as well. They can enjoy themselves and have fun doing it while they're kind of going through the rivers of uh, resistance training it may not feel fun, but you'll still make it to what they still think they're having fun so it's kind of a mental thing
0: very good um, and then just real quick here when, when we're talking about um, you know fueling your body the nutritional side of things uh, what advice do you have for your athletes and then maybe the general population or are they pretty much the same uh, with regards to fueling and nutrition,
1: oh, the athlete would be a little different from the non-athlete. Um, the non-athlete, they just want something basic, where they don't have to take a lot of time out of their day to follow a certain regimen. They want something that's kind of basic and simple that they can follow and still be able to accomplish it while they're going through their busy work day or they. Know, whatever they may be going through outside of work. So um, I would usually start them off with a basic uh, detox diet the first uh, couple weeks, and then from there i will give them uh, a basic uh, diet plan or meal plan that's kind of uh, something they can take with them while they're moving out and the belt and they can still follow. So um, it would be a basic kind of like a food list. The things they need to have, and it's following a certain calorie count as well, so that way they under that calorie range where they can still lose weight by working out, as opposed to maintaining or gaining. And if I have an athlete, usually they're trying to gain muscle so they can be stronger for their sport. And I would have them add a little more protein to their diet and kind of cut back on the uh on the fats and that's pretty much it. I try to keep it as basic and simple for everybody as I can.
0: Yeah, that's usually the best solution, the, the best strategy, isn't it? To uh, try not to overcomplicate things and keep it doable, right?
1: Right, I just modify, I mean, modify, like I said, with the non-athlete, i modify the carb intake and the fat intake, since they're not as active every day as the regular athlete, whereas opposed to the athlete, I'll try to modify their protein and their carb intake that way they still kind of have energy to go through their rigorous practices or training on a day-to-day basis. That's really it.
0: Super, super. Um, what is this uh, shopping list that you uh, mentioned? Do you have any um, items off the top of your head that you would suggest to people?
1: Absolutely. Um, just a few things I remember off the top of my head. Um, I would have them do they got to do a little label reading when they're shopping, so I would tell them to make sure that it's uh, items that don't contain high fructose corn syrup. If it's something that has sugar, try to make sure it's real sugar. Um, I'd tell them to uh, to stay away from the corn products, and if they do mess with something that's a corn product, make sure it's yellow corn and not white corn. Um, I'd also ask them to, if they are coffee drinkers, to try to somehow... Substitute the coffee for green tea instead. Because um, a lot of times people that drink coffee are just in the habit of having something hot that they put into their mouth in the morning to get them stimulated. So I suggest them to try green tea instead of um, coffee. Um,
0: Anything else?
1: That's all I can think of right off the top of my head. Okay, I don't have my list in front of me.
0: No worries, no worries. Um, those are great little. Um, pieces to to add to the shopping list for sure and and tips for finding things that are going to be healthy for for, for performance as well as overall health. So that's always good advice. Um, Overall here, Travis, how would you summarize your uh, philosophy about health and wellness?
1: My philosophy is pretty simple. Uh, It's just like anything else that you do in life. Um, The efforts that you put towards it those are the benefits that you are going to get in return. So, if you're kind of going to the gym, you're kind of going through the motions, and you're not really getting after, you just kind of you know, do an exercise. You may talk to somebody for five or ten minutes, and you just do another exercise. Those are the results you're going to get. You're going to probably wonder why you're not getting the results that you want, even though you feel you're going to the gym every day. But if you get the next person next to you, that's you know, they're doing a three-set, um, so a 4 sets, whatever they may do. Then they kind of time the rest period, then they jump into the next exercise and get right after that. Next thing you know, within that hour, they haven't done four or five exercises, and they sweating or they sore. They're going to see those results, and it, it shows. So uh, I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, the effort that you put into your reaching your goals. That's the result that you're going to get. So if, for anybody out there, if you're not feeling that you're getting the result that you want to get, um, nine times out of ten, you're probably not pushing yourself as much as you think you are or that you need to. So try to kick up the intensity of your workout a little bit more and see what happens.
0: Very good. I, I have to say that um, the workout that I did with you was pretty intense uh, actually very intense. Anyone can make it harder, right? And um, it was really, really good. So I appreciate that. Now, we have to get into this, which is your name of your your company, Sweat Fit, and you spell sweat with two T's. Can you go into that a little bit with me?
1: Yeah, so I spell it with two T's, which is a little different from everybody else, but it's an acronym, and it stands for specialists working effectively and attentively to transform. And I believe that what I'm doing is I'm transforming people through exercise, whether you be changing their bodies. With some people, it could, when they lose their weight, I'm changing their lives. So it's a transformation even in everyday life. If I have an athlete, I'm getting him ready for a sport. If he go out and have a great season, I then transformed his overall performance or his overall game And just basically goes off head. Like me being a trainer, I feel I am a specialist in a way by providing a way to transform people's lives and their well-being. And even with the travel team that I have, sweat athletics for baseball, I feel I could be possibly transforming the kid's life by um having to play baseball over the summer and perhaps getting him seen by a college scout or getting some exposure that way. Now, if a scout see what they like what they see, they may ask him to come to their college or may offer him a scholarship opportunity. Now, I'll transform his life by further and helping him further his education as well.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's so impactful um, for the child and probably very rewarding for you. <laughs> so I understand. Absolutely. Um, we're close to the end here, Travis. And I just have the last few questions. And this one question... Um, my audience really likes to hear and it is what's three fitness tips you could share with them about health and wellness.
1: Tips that I can share with them. Uh, the First and most importantly eighty percent of what people do when they're trying to lose weight comes from the dinner table. So nutrition is very important of what you are putting in your body Because if you're not eating the right things, it doesn't matter how hard you work out, you will not see your results. That's the number one and most important thing. Um, Secondly, um, fitness, when you're trying to reach a certain goal, it takes a lot of discipline and commitment. So I would advise that people, if they have a very busy schedule, try to find a way to manage their time throughout the week where they can find three or four days to work out and get a good workout in. My third tip would be to make sure that before you go in the gym, you know what you're doing. You're not just going through the motions, just hopping from <clears throat> machine to machine, just doing something because you see it there. Try to have a, a workout written up or formatted so that once you go in there, you can go right to what you need to do. And make sure you log down the weight and however many sets and repetitions that you're doing. That way as you progress in along you know what weight to start at and you know when you need to move up and increase or decrease your weight so that way you can stay consistent.
0: Super, super important advice. Obviously the the fueling, the food is super important and I don't think I don't think uh What's the phrase? Uh, you can out-train a diet. Uh, what, what's the phrase? Um, oh, I'm losing it. But um nutrition's so important, that's for sure. Um, and having a game plan when you get to the fitness club or whatever you're doing is so important, too. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Most
1: important, time management, because the first thing, if somebody's schedule gets busy, something unexpected pops up. First thing they'll do is cut out the gym time or the workout time, and how they fall back off or go back to the old habits.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I I hear that a lot actually. Right. But um, <laughs> so, how do people get a hold of you, Travis? And if you have any last piece of advice or suggestions for our, our audience?
1: Yes, um, my contact information, my my phone number, my direct number is seven zero eight. 5281612. Also my website is sweat with two t's, You can also reach out to me on there. Um, I'm also on social media as well. I have a Facebook page which is SweatFit. And my direct page is Travis Cox. If you have trouble finding the business page, you can you know contact me through either one of those pages. And I'm also on Instagram. Uh, and the handle on there is SweatFit. And again, sweat with two T's and fit.
0: Very good. Excellent. And um, we'll put, make sure we put all that in the show notes for you guys. Oh, oh also, listening.
1: too, yep. I'm sorry, my email address is sweatfit at gmail.com if you want to email me as well.
0: Very good. Excellent. Um, you are in Melrose Park as well, and um, do you oh. work anywhere else?
1: Yes, uh, I also have capabilities of coming to someone's home for in-home training as well, which I've previously done in the past. And somebody may also may have a facility closer to their house where they may want to rent it out and have me come and train them there. I can do that. So my main hub is in Merrill's Park at the Merrill's Park Civic Center. but I can also come to you as well if you want the convenience of that.
0: Excellent, excellent. We'll make sure we include all that info in the show notes. Um, any last piece of advice or suggestions, Travis?
1: Um, off top, also, well, yeah, I could say this as well. Um, this also goes back to where I trained it as well. Um, if a person can't meet up with me, we can, I can also do online training as well, where I can, um you know, have them follow uh, certain workouts and things like that without me seeing them, you can still track their progress as well.
0: Super effort. Yeah, excellent. I appreciate that information. Travis is a fast 30. I uh, appreciate your time. A lot of good information in this one. So I, I know my audience will enjoy that. Um, I'll definitely see you around and uh, maybe do another workout with you. So thank you so much for your time, Travis.
1: Oh, yeah. My pleasure, Eric.
0: Anytime. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsu.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.